So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And uh, today we are we are going to talk about how to handle pain like a man, whatever that means. Um, no, what what I mean is, you know, um, sometimes you you just add like a man to anything, and um, it kind of intrigues you, right? And I think handling pain, especially, is where you often hear this phrase like "take it like a man" or um, "handle it like a man" or you know, whatever, tough it out like a man, be a man. Um, and so anyways, that's why I titled it that way. And I'm going to jump into just some thoughts I have about, um, you know, what this, what this really looks like, I guess, in a healthy way. But before I do that, uh, really quickly, I wanted to thank, uh, again and again and again, all of you who are leaving ratings and reviews. Um, if you have found this content beneficial, if you've listened to a couple episodes, maybe you've even applied something that you learned in the episode and you noticed it having a positive impact in your life. It would mean the world to me if you would just let a couple people know by writing a quick review and just talking about how this podcast has had an impact on you. The reason we ask is twofold. It does help the podcast. Of course, it helps us get the word out and get more listens, get more ratings, more reviews. Um, There's a multiplicity that comes from your efforts. But much more importantly is it's going to signal to other people like you, this is good material and this is actually going to be valuable for you as well. So you can literally change a couple people's lives with a really good review and that would mean the world to me as well. Now, uh, like I said, today we're talking about how to handle pain like a man. And, um, you know, the, the reason we're talking about this is because pain is a real part of life. And it's very interesting, the messages around pain are different depending on your gender, depending on your culture, and depending on your age. It's interesting when you come out of the womb and you're crying, uh, you know, nobody is like, come on, kid, get it together. Because at that age in life where you have literally zero days and zero years to account for, nobody, nobody thinks that by then you should have things figured out. Um, when a toddler starts to complain and they whine, we kind of know, okay, look, whatever the discomfort you're experiencing is, you're, you might be you might be dramatizing a little bit. We know that kids at that point learn that they can often use their emotions to, to get our attention. Um, on the other side, when a kid, you know, if a toddler were to fall and bump their head on the wall and they start crying, again, we're not going to be particularly hard on that kid for experiencing pain and expressing pain that way. It just, it it makes sense. But of course, somewhere along the way, we sort of get the message as guys, especially, that pain, there, it's okay to to experience pain, but you, you have to turn it around and leverage it for something good. You have to harness it into anger to, to get back, to get better, right? Don't get bitter, get better. Um, or we or we simply learn that you cannot you cannot show people that you're in pain even if you are right so it's either it's either channeling it or it's oppressing it those are kind of the two things that we learn and the forms that you can channel it are have to be some something that's aggressive or superior 
maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating that a little bit, but I know for me those were those were the messages I received growing up as a man, um, and kind of entering my you know puberty years and then adult adult years. That was that was the message, right? It was it was you yeah you can you can be in pain no problem, but you got to take it like a man. So that means that either it doesn't phase you and you suppress the crap out of it. Or it means that you channel it into something that is as aggressive or as manly. And the people who have lived that way that, you know, there, there's other factors as well. They, they have maybe abuse in their past. They have more addictive uh, personas. Um, there's, there's different things that factor in. But those people often land in our program <laughs> because when you, when you suppress pain, um, pain doesn't actually go away. It, it stays there. Uh, when, when pain is properly processed, it, it dissolves or it, it evolves. It, it, it never stagnates. Pain is meant to be a signal and it kind of just indicates that, hey, we're, we're not well here. This needs some attention. And if it's handled correctly, what happens is you give it the attention that it's due and you work through it and then you land on the other side and you're good to go. And you've healed from it, you've learned from it, you've grown from it, and the next time you experience something similar, you're going to be better off as a result. But when you suppress it, you you kind of, um, you stunt the pain. Like pain in, in, in its proper form, it grows, right? But when you suppress, you stunt it. And that was typically my approach. I, I still remember when my, one of my really good friends in high school, uh, Chucky, he died by suicide. And I remember making it my goal to go through as much of that situation as possible without crying. Just a very bizarre kind of coping strategy. But for me, it was so important that I handled pain like a man, quote unquote. Um, I didn't want to show any kind of weakness. And to me, showing showing pain or revealing that I could be hurt was a sign of weakness. Just really, uh, really bizarre kind of messed up thinking. The, the reason that I'm talking about this today is because uh, what we observe in our clients and, um, and yeah, what we observe in our clients when they join and then what, what we observe in them when they go through our system is that somewhere along the way, they've encountered or they are encountering pain. And their inability to handle pain in the past typically is what leads to the addiction. If you can imagine that you, you, have, um, you have stunted pain's ability to process by choosing to suppress, uh, by choosing to numb out, whatever it might be. So the pain just, it stays contained, but it's buried under layers of, of other thoughts and emotions and experiences. And so eventually with time, we, we tell ourselves time, time has healed the wound, when in reality, time has just built enough layers over the pain that we are no longer aware of it. But the pain doesn't actually go away, it still remains, and as a result, it eventually leads to more destructive behavior because pain must be processed for us to truly move on. If we don't move on, then we learn to cope. And this is where people begin to numb out. This is where people begin to engage in riskier behavior, uh, more stimulating behavior like, oh, I don't know, say watching internet pornography. And so what, we've, what we encounter is an influx of clients who actually have no strategies and no skills to deal with pain in a healthy way. 
And so it's one of the first things we do is we cultivate self-awareness, right? That's our first healing pillar or recovery pillar is building that self-awareness because in doing that, you actually begin to um, to to pay attention to what's going on within, to give those emotions space to develop and evolve and eventually dissolve, and then you can move on with your life. And what I wanted to talk to uh, to people today about, and by people I mean you, is um, is some some quick ways that you can deal with pain. So there's layers of this, right? Because we're in some ways you might be hearing that and saying, "Wow, Sathya, I." I'm that person. Like I have definitely suppressed a bunch of pain. I, I I don't even know what's out there or what's down there. And I don't want to know. It's going to be way too painful. You couldn't convince me otherwise. I don't want to go there. Hey, that's no problem. Like if that's where you're at, I'm going to respect that. But what I would say is that when painful things come up now, start learning to deal with them the correct way. Okay, now I'm going to teach you the correct way in just a minute. Those of you who uh, maybe are ready to dig in a bit deeper, you know there's some parts of your past that you need to face. Here's what I here's what I want you to know. Um, it is inevitable. The pain part is inevit is inevitable. But if you go in prepared appropriately, it is equally manageable. So you don't have anything to worry about. There's nothing to fear, as long as you're going in with the right mentality and a couple of tools and resources that are really going to be valuable to you along the way. So let's start talking about the practicals, what this looks like, whether we're dealing with some current pain or whether you're going through parts of the past. The first thing is you must give yourself permission to experience it. Our experience of pain is extremely unique as individuals. The way that I process and experience pain is likely to be different than the way that you process and experience pain. We have tendencies, we have different leans, there's, there's different inclinations, there's perceptions, there's different things that factor into our experience of pain. It's, it's actually unbelievably complicated. But what we know for sure is that when you have permission to deal with pain in the way that is appropriate to your unique individual self, that is when you have the best chance to handle it in an effective way. So you must give yourself permission this is how I handle pain. So for me, my my initial like um, my initial response typically when somebody has really hurt me is um, is revenge. Like I immediately plot my revenge. Now I'm I'm actually not vengeful because I don't act on it. Thank God I've had that that maturity and wherewithal at a pretty young age. But internally, those are the places I go and the things that I have to work through. Now the other thing that's unique to to you as an individual is what causes you pain. Um, it's interesting, you know, uh, my brother and I were just talking about a, a relative of ours that's passed away recently. And I um, I have not been particularly affected by their passing, um, not in a cold, calloused way, because like I mentioned, I, I obviously have that history. Um, but I really just didn't have much relationship with this individual. And so for me, I've um, it, it's hit me and I'm like, this is strange to think that my relatives can, could pass away. Uh, that's new territory for me, for the most part. Um, but then, when when he was talking, he was it was actually very clear that for him, he's been quite affected. He's been quite impacted, and um, and I thought that was that was really interesting because here um, it's two people. You know, we we've grown up the same way. Uh, he and I are actually very similar personality wise, and uh, we've encountered now the same incident. But for one of us, it's, it's painful, and for the other, not so much. 
So even what causes pain is unique. So the, the big thing that you should get from this point here is it's okay to feel pain the way you feel pain. Now, the second thing that you want to do is you want to be able to label the pain. And this is where the feel wheel comes in really handy because saying I'm in pain is actually not particularly descriptive. That's like, you know, third grade level emotional intelligence. Like I am in pain. Very, very good. Like I'm not going to condone or not going to condemn anybody who's communicating at that level. But I would invite you to maybe develop that skill set a little bit more. And the feel wheel could be really helpful. Um, it could give you an idea of some of the uh, some of the emotions that are really going on. Um, because what you might identify is that what is causing you pain is actually, um, like it would not be appropriate to channel it into some of those more aggressive behaviors that that are acceptable as men. Um, because the reason you're feeling pain is because you're sad. So expressing sadness with, you know, um, extreme aggression is actually completely destructive, right? Um, now, uh, let, let me actually give an example just to kind of make sure that point's clear. Um, I, I remember I got cheated on, you know, when I was in uh, university, um, the only other serious relationship I really had. And I remember one of my friends, when we were talking it through, he was like, <laughs> he gave me two pieces of advice. He's like, first, you got to go to the gym. You got to get just freaking jacked. Like you just got, you need to show her and you need to take out all that anger at the gym. Like you just got to lift hard, go for it. And then the second thing, man, you just got to bang every single thing that moves. <laughs> it was some of the worst advice I've ever been given in my life. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and he, he lived by a different value set. We had different faith identities and all that kind of stuff. But um, but the the working out thing was interesting because I, I think that that could actually be really healthy, like a healthy way to kind of work through stuff. But it depends on what you're working through, right? Like if you're working through um, guilt, let's just say you have... Um, a lot of guilt. Well, you know what? Going to the gym is probably not going to help you get your guilt out. Um, if you're anger, angry rather, and you can feel that pent up anger, yeah, then then there's some value. You know, then we're talking um, a little more sensibly. But um, you really want to be careful and make sure that um, that you identify some of the emotions underneath the pain first. So then you can decide the right course of action. Now, whatever that course of action may include. Like I said, it'll be clear once you label the feelings. But then secondly, it should include somebody else. Now, that somebody else could be a therapist or a professional, a coach like myself. It could be a friend. It could be a significant other. Or it could be God. And it could be some combination, right? The deeper the pain, the more likely you are to require a combination of those. You know, I, I cringe when I hear people of going through traumatic experiences and only talking to God about it. Talking to God is maybe the most important thing you can do, but it shouldn't be the only thing you do because there, there's value from talking human to human as well. Um, otherwise, God wouldn't have made us social creatures. So um, make sure that your process somehow involves other people. And as I said, the, the deeper the pain, uh, the more people that will probably need to get involved. And specifically, the more types of people, you know, the professional and the friend and um, and the uh, pastoral relative or sorry, the pastoral leader or whatever it might be. And then, of course, uh, God. Now, once you've labeled the pain, you've talked to some people about it, you've, you've contrived some sort of solution or process for dealing with the pain uh, based on the emotions that are undergirding it. Uh, the last thing that you want to do is you want to seal it. <coughs> now, what do I mean by sealing it? Um, 
Now, this is this is not necessarily for little pains, like little cuts. Um, but if you think about, um, if you imagine having like a really deep cut in, let's say, let's say your arm, you know, like you just you sliced it wide open and it was really bleeding. Um, you're probably going to um, you're going to give it a lot more attention, a lot more care, right? And you're going to be, you know, applying antibiotic cream and polysporin and whatever it might be, and replacing the band aids regularly. But the the sign of 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 ultimate healing from a wound is when you look at the skin and it looks the way it did before. That final layer of skin. I, I actually have an injury on my thumb right now, and it's mostly healed. But that final layer of skin hasn't come in yet, so I can still tell that there used to be a wound there. And when you're working through pain, often the, the final layer is that, that seal. It's that skin. And what men tend to do is we tend to jump here right away. This is why we love suppression. Because suppression kind of makes it look like it never happened. So from the outside looking in, we're like, yeah, he doesn't seem to be too phased by it. I don't understand how somebody who's gone through that could not have any pain, but it looks it looks like he's handling it just fine. Um, it's that outer layer, right? He, it's just we're we're keeping everything we're trying to keep everything intact to look that way. It's a counterfeit to the actual healing process of pain, which is that you have worked through things, you've talked it through, you've been able to give pain the chance to evolve and develop and eventually dissolve. And that final layer is when you can revisit the thing that caused you pain and see it totally objectively. In other words, the, the emotion doesn't suddenly surface. There's no, there, there's nothing there that's really triggering about it. That is, that is the end goal here. And so if you want to process pain like a man, number one, give yourself permission to do so. Number two, identify the feelings undergirding the pain. Number three, in your processing Um, Well, actually, side parts number two is once you've identified the feelings, then you can come up with a better solution Um, because the the solutions for pain that is anchored in sadness is going to be different than pain that's anchored in anger. Um, Three is you're going to want to make sure that you talk to somebody that could be um, a professional, that could be family or friends, or it could be God. And then the last thing you want to do is you want to check in and you want to revisit it and ask yourself, does the emotion surface again? Is it right there in my throat? Because if it is, then you're probably still working through it. The pain might still be there, and that's okay. Just means that you have some more work to do. Might be time to you know talk to a different source, um, get your hands on some more resources, whatever that might be, um, and do what you need to do. And and then you constantly or you regularly revisit it. So that's everything for today. I I wanted to set the record straight on handling pain like a man. Um, when when men really do this correctly, uh, some things that you can expect are healthier relationships, uh, greater quality of the relationships that you have, uh, more confidence and security within yourself. Um, Some of the all-time greats, it's um, like I think of Kobe Bryant, who's like a hero of mine. Um, Kobe, uh, you know, had like this mamba mentality, right? Which everybody thinks is, is like, oh yeah, that means like you, you just like suppress stuff, you've pushed through, you fight through no matter what. No, Kobe, um, when when Kobe lost uh, the NBA Finals in I think it was 2009 or maybe 2008, they lost to the Celtics. The song that was playing when they lost in the finals, while the Celtics were celebrating, he played every day that he worked out for the next two years, every single day to remind himself of the pain. 
So he was not running away from it at all. The greats don't run away from it. They lean into it. They find healthy ways to process it and develop it. And then eventually it becomes something that is useful for them and reminds them, you know, in Kobe's case, it reminded him of the terrible feeling it was to lose. And then he went on to win back-to-back championships in, um, I'm going to get the years wrong. It was like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Um, I think it was actually 2009, 2010. But anyway, I digress. The point is, um, this is not for like uh, a certain kind of guy. Every single guy in his healthiest form is handling pain like a man, exactly how I just laid it out to you. And my last thing to encourage you is go and take the time. If you if you know you're dealing with pain, if you know you're numbing and that you've been suppressing stuff and that it's time for you to deal with things, this is your chance. Take Take five minutes today, go journal about it, pull up the feel wheel, identify the feelings, do what you gotta do. We'll put a link to the feel wheel in the show notes so you have literally no excuse. Get on it, I know you can do it and I'm cheering you on while you do. And if you really want to know how to do our journaling methodology, how to really make use of the feeling wheel and dive into this in a very healthy, holistic, Bible-backed, research-based approach, you can get your copy of The Last Relapse Book at thelastrelapsebook.com. That's our blueprint for recovery. And we literally have a whole section of the book dedicated to emotional well-being, handling pain like a man, and many other relevant subjects. It's at thelastrelapsebook.com. That's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.